Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Yeah, so uh, Ronnie, I guess the best place to start with you is, is I know you're back in the U.S. now, but but you were in Italy, uh, you know, really kind of at the center of things with the coronavirus outbreak. How are things in Italy, and how has it been back here in the in the U.S.? Um, well, uh, I feel like uh, it's a, it's a little bit more freer here than than Italy. Uh, I think things were kind of kind of sh- more uh, strict while I was in Italy, and it's the more so of the fear as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like not you know what I'm saying not being a citizen and not being from Italy. You know, it was yeah. making me kind of nervous to even kind of even step outside and you know how I didn't know how the laws work, and it was telling us that like cops could pull us over and. I don't speak I don't speak the language there, you know, so it was yeah. just more so of the fear of even anything. And here, uh I mean it's pretty much so the same, you know. Uh cops can pull you over here as well too, but I mean I just I think it makes it much more m- makes it more better if I'm here with my family and um I'm I'm just more more so comfortable. Yeah, that de- definitely. So we're, we're glad you're back here and uh and healthy. So so Rodney, I guess I, I want to start uh, you know, by really looking back at your UConn career, um, take us through that process. You know, when you decide to to transfer and come to UConn, you know, what what kind of swayed you to, to come to UConn at that point in your career? Um, I honestly, I, I was going to come to um, UConn in the beginning out of high school, but um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a mother's boy, you know, so <laughs> I'm a mama's boy, you know, so I, I didn't really want to leave, and I'm really close with my family as well, and. I wanted everybody that had a chance to come see me play, so I just wanted to go to uh, just stay closer to home. Um, but I knew uh, halfway through the season I was going to transfer, and my my second my second school was UConn anyway. So I knew it wasn't even like once I decided I was going to transfer, I already knew, you know. So I didn't even <laughs> take many calls. I didn't take any visits or anything. I knew I was going to go to UConn. When you get to UConn for that year, what's it like having having to sit out for a year and not be able to to play that first year at UConn? Um, uh, it, it was like more so like uncertainty, of course. You know, not not mm-hmm. knowing how, not playing basketball for a whole year like that was different. You know, what I'm saying I've been playing AU since I was twelve, twelve, thirteen years old. You know, so I never had that time away from basketball. So, but our guys on the team were so great and we were so close and so tight-knit and um we won a lot you know so it made it yeah. that much better you know so and <laughs> also had surgery you know so I was able to come home and hang out with my family for a little bit and um the process went really really fast so it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't that bad yeah so so your, your first year when you started playing what was it like to, to, you know, get off from having to sit out that year and getting to play? You know, you know, Coach Ollie in that year leading up to it kept referring to you as his Ferrari. He was getting ready to break loose. Did that make you feel any sort of pressure to, you know, come out of the gate strong right away that, that first year you were out there? Um, no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm not going to say it was any pressure, you know, because, I mean, we've been honest here. Uh, i kind of been, you know, kind of known since I was like 15, you know, so I've been – had like pressure, you know what I'm saying, playing McDonald's game and things like that, you know. So I've been had a target on my back for a while. I didn't really never felt any pressure, you know. It was just at the end of the day it's really playing basketball. But I think the 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 the, the idea of the Ferrari is kinda just what I was doing as far as practice. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, just as far as sitting I was really, really dominating in practice 
And um, so, yeah, of course, I couldn't wait back to uh, get back to playing, you know, so. Um, but I didn't know that I didn't know it was an adjustment, you know what I'm saying? Coming mm-hmm. out from sitting out and actually game instead of, you know what I'm saying, just practicing all the time. It, it was a huge, it was a huge uh, transition for me. Then I got hurt early on as well, you know, so the odds were kind of against me a little bit and as far as catching a rhythm and things of that nature. Yeah. So, so that first season is one is the season following uh, the NCAA championship. What was it like in, in the locker room coming off a, a championship high and then getting ready to, to start another season? Um, that, that, I mean, that made things much, much more, uh, it was more exciting, honestly, because, you know what I'm saying, you know, we it, it, once you win a national championship and you actually see it's like, damn, we like, I can actually do, like, we can try to do this again. Like, you know, like everyone's confidence is riding pretty high, you know, so the following year, um, we had a, I think we had, uh, we had a decent team, you know. Um, the chemistry of the team was, was decent, you know. So it definitely was pressure, of course, as far as the fans, because the fans, that's what they expect, you know. It's yeah. UConn, they expect to win, you know. So anything less of a national championship is, is kind of like a, like, like failure, kind of, you know. So, but that comes with the territory of going to a, a school of that nature, you know. So you only go there if you can handle handle going to a school like that yeah th- that year was also one of the two years while you were at UConn that you actually got to play the conference tournament at home in Hartford what was it like especially that year uh your first year there you really had to win the tournament to make the NCAA tournament so what was it like getting to play those games at home uh you know with a chance to go to the NCAA tournament on the line that, I feel like that, that was like it was really like it was great like that really gave me like AU vibes kind of you know what I'm saying it's kind of just all of us just come to, we're going to play in one gym. You can watch a team play, then you play next, you know, and our fans were there. So it was kind of like a cheat code, honestly. But we came up kind of short, you know, but it really gave me that AAU vibe where you can just go out and just play. We fighting to play for the next day. And, um, yeah, those were those, those were definitely exciting times. Yeah, you, you had, you had a, uh, you know, a big leader and, and a senior in, in Ryan Boatwright on that team. What was it like? Because he, he really kind of balled out for you guys down down the stretch in that tournament, hitting that buzzer beater against Cincinnati. What was it like uh, being along for the ride with him there? Oh, it was great, man. Just being able to, you know what I'm saying, Boat's a champion. He's one of the best to do it at UConn in general. You know, so being able to be on the same team as him and, uh, being able to be in the backcourt with him is just great, you know. So, um, it was great. He was a great leader, you know. He's definitely an alpha dog, you know what I'm saying. So you kind of had to, kind of like, if if no one else was going to do it, Boat was like, should I do it? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you kind of had to kind of just like find your way, which is not a bad thing at all because he won a lot of games for us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we were younger, you know. We had a whole new team, you know. A lot of the freshman guys who played somewhat a little bit. The year before the winning national championship, you know, they was had to play bigger roles, you know, and it was a guy like me, you know, what I'm saying, who sat out a year, yeah, um, who, who was pretty much a, a freshman all over again as well, you know. So it was kind of new for all of us. Everyone's role was 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 different, you know. So Bolt did have a lot, you know, what I'm saying that he had to handle, and I think he did a good job handling it with 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 what we could do on that team. What what's it like then? Then the next year, you know, you're another year in the program, and you're one of the more, you know, you're one of the upperclassmen on that team. What's it like then taking that team and kind of, you know, being one of one of the more leaders on that team? Yeah, um, with, with that, you know, I kind of 
that, I, I honestly feel like the, the leadership thing is kind of come natural for me a little bit. And I'm not going to say I'm the most vocal leader, mm-hmm. but as far as like going, you know what I'm saying? Going out with my energy and you know what I'm saying? And doing the things on the court that the team need and a guy that people respect, your teammates respect. That's the main thing. Like a guy can be a leader all day long, but if the team doesn't respect them, then you know what I'm saying? It does no, it does no justice. Yeah. I can say that every team that I was on, you know what I'm saying? I had to respect for my teammates, you know? So it wasn't like I had to go out there and be like the vocal leader or whatever the case may be. I just knew mm-hmm. that, I brought my I brought my energy and practice and games, you know, and guys just follow that and guys respect me. Go, going into that season, uh, into the conference tournament, rather, you guys, you you guys are twenty one and ten. You know, it seems like the the national perception out there was you guys needed to do some damage in the conference tournament to to make the NCAA tournament. And obviously that first game in that conference tournament's when Jalen hits that huge buzzer beater, uh, you know, the three quarters court shot. What was it like being there for that game and being in a, in a four overtime game and a game that had, a, you know, pretty high implications for you guys heading down the stretch? Yeah. Um, I feel like we had the, the season we had, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a good season. I feel like, but it wasn't what I kind of, I don't feel like it was kind of what we expected, you know? So just, I feel like just in general with the basket with basketball guys alone, you know, like we mm-hmm. needed that, you know, we went through a lot that year, you know what I'm saying? And we wasn't what we expected to be. So I kind of feel like the peak that we needed to hit, let's say mid season that we couldn't really get to. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got to it in the conference tournament, which is no better time to do it. Right. You know, so it kind of made up. So it just makes me think like, damn, what if we would have caught our, you know what I'm saying? Caught it a little earlier we could have had much more momentum, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, but that's how it works out sometimes. You know, it's always kind of tough when it's, it's a college basketball team and, you know what I'm saying, and uh, it's a lot of different personalities on the team. You know what I'm saying? You got guys who came in for one season, you know, and you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just different when, you, when you're able to grow with some guys, you know, three, four years, you guys been there together, and a, a guy who's coming in one season, you know, just – you know what I'm saying? Just kind of trying to find their way out. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, yeah. and a lot of times, it, it's, it's it. You know, for for a grad transfer, whatever the case may be. You know, so well, well, this is it for them. You know, so they got to make the most of what they got at that moment right then. And so it's kind of hard to mix. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like we we like I said, we hit our peak at a very very important time. And you know what I'm saying? We made the best out of what 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 we did and what we had. Coming to UConn, you, you've got to look forward to playing in the NCAA tournament. What was it like to, to play in the NCAA tournament that year? You know, you beat Colorado in the first round, and then, you know, play Kansas is pretty tough, who was one of the top seeds in that tournament. Um, It was great, but it's like, we go to UConn, and that's Kansas, so it's not, you know what I'm saying, it, 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 it's an even matchup, you know, so... Mm-hmm. um. Uh, yeah, it's the NCAA tournament. You know, you whoever the best team that day is going to win the game. We see it every year. We see upsets or whatever the case may be. But far as us, it's like we're UConn. You know what I'm saying? This is where we're supposed to be. This I'm not going to say we wanted to play Kansas that early. But <laughs> that's the, that, that comes with the, the NCAA tournament. That's what makes it exciting, you know. So, um, Definitely. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Playing, being, knowing that we play in Kansas in the second round, I mean, everybody knew, like, oh, okay, so let's just focus on game one then get the game two <laughs> once we get there. <laughs> you, you, you talk about being a program that, that should be competing with Kansas, you know, day in and day out. Your, your senior year, it got off to a bit of a rough start, losing to, to Wagner and Northeastern. What's the mood like starting the season like that with those those losses <laughs> early on? Early, 
Say that again. The, lo- the losses to who? Say that one more time. Yeah, to, to Wagner and uh, Northeastern uh, early in the year to start the year. You know, you lose those two games at Gamble. What's the mood like heading into the rest of the season, knowing you're already down two games to, to teams you probably should have beaten? Yeah, um, you know, like like I said, like I say, you know, things like that happen. You know, those are wins that you don't see then. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Early on, then you take those losses and you're like, oh, dang, that's just a loss. But once it comes to the tournament, it plays a huge role. You know, so like early on, early on, you're like, okay, you know what I'm saying. A loss is a loss. Let's just keep moving forward. But those are really the most important games. You know what I'm saying. Like you can't really lose games like that. You know what I'm saying. But at the same time, you're like, okay, we got to refocus. We got a long season ahead of us. Let's let's just try to play catch up. You know what I'm saying. And one loss turns into two losses, and then you're like, okay, we got to do something different. You know what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Or, or, or we just digging ourselves a bigger hole, you know. So and we banking on winning a conference tournament, which is really, really tough. Like once you're you're banking on a postseason that's only uncertain of you winning a whole tournament, you know. So you don't, you never want to put the, all the marbles on winning the whole tournament. Yeah, in that season, probably what was the first season where you, where you start to hear some chatter about Coach Ollie. Does, do you guys hear that at all in the locker room? Hear that from the fans? Hear that from the media as, as it starts to get talked about? And, and how do you guys react to that? If that's something you guys hear? Um, no, of course, of course, you hear. You know, we all got social media. You know, social media is the the biggest platform in the entire world, especially with sports. You know, so yeah. for week two weeks straight, all you see is Kevin Ali this and Kevin Ali that. You know, so you never just never know. But at the end of the day, like this is. Kevin Ali is going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Ke- yeah. Kevin Ali has money. He's played in the NBA already. He's a coach, you know? So, but once it gets to that, we kind of like, you know what I'm saying? We just got to roll with the punches, you know, like whatever happens, happens. We, it wasn't no chatter around the locker room um, or anything like that. I can say it was more chatter in the locker room when um, I think my year, my year that I actually played, where, whether he was going to go to the NBA, yeah, it was more so more chatter then about him being on the hot seat. You know, we wasn't too, really too worried about uh, the, like the hot seat or whatever the case may be. We didn't we didn't really sit around and talk about that. Throughout your time at UConn, uh, and I always uh, always like to ask guys this: Where was the toughest place you you played a game uh, on the road? Um, I can probably. Easily say SMU was definitely up there. I can I can I can definitely say SMU was tough. Um, we played in that. Not, nothing against the 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 uh, the, the AAC. The um the AAC is nothing against it, but it was. I can't say it was really many hostile hostile environments. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I said, yeah. Nothing against it at all, but. I don't feel like it was many like hostile environments, you know, not like UConn in the Big East or anything like that. Yeah. But far as like, you know what I'm saying, craziness and loudness and just being super tough to play, SMU was definitely up there because at that time, SMU was number 10 or something in the country, you yeah. know what I'm saying, that whole entire season, you know, so that see, I can say that season right there. Oh, of course, Cincinnati, I'm tripping, I'm bugging out. <laughs> yeah, I'm bugging. Yeah, Cincinnati is definitely up there for sure. I'm tripping. Wow. (laughs) Those seem to be some houses of horror for uh, UConn the past few seasons. Uh, You know, luckily, uh, heading back to the Big East, so so won't have to worry about those for for the time being. Uh, So once you graduate UConn, what's it been like making that transition from college to professional, whether that's, you know, you've been your time with the Magic, your time overseas. What's that been like for you? 
Um, it's been it's been good. You know, the only thing I can say as far as college and professional is that security blanket. You know, like mm-hmm. once is you know what I'm saying. College is like okay, cool. Uh, this this year didn't work out. Cool, we got next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And yeah. with professional, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like professional, this year go bad. You don't know what's gonna happen next year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can definitely say probably the security blanket of just having that, just not knowing or what happens next year or where you may be next year. You know what I'm saying? And when college, you're pretty much so locked in unless you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? You can make a change. But with the NBA and professional, it's kind of just every every year is a, is a one-year contract, you know? Like, even if guys would guarantee you contracts, you know what I'm saying? NBA, you can get traded at any moment, you know? So it's just that future of uncertainty, you know? What's it been like playing overseas? Because I, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about it earlier when we when we started about not knowing the language and, and, and stuff like that. What's it, what's it like, you know, making that your living and playing in another country? Um, uh, the of the people, I feel like overseas, the living, yeah, like you you like you're by yourself a lot, so you have a time just by yourself, and you're probably like bored a lot. Mm-hmm. I can say that, but like far as the people wise. Yeah, it's tough with the languages and whatnot, but, like, the people are so nice to Americans over there. Like, it's, like, unreal. Like, I can remember going into grocery stores when I first got to – when I was in Israel, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, it was hard for me to find things and ask people where things were. It was people literally, like, helping me, like, walking – like, leaving their cart where they was and, like, walking around and helping me. Like, it was the cra- – and just now in Italy, it was the same way. It's, like – and I was in Italy with the coronavirus when the coronavirus was around and people were still like super duper nice. Like you would think like with the coronavirus, people just kind of want to get they store, get, get whatever they're going to get out the store and just leave and get up out of there. Like I would like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't overstep my boundaries, of course, but I was like, hey, could you help me with this? And like people were like super duper helpful, you know, so I can't say anything bad far as overseas. Of course, it's the 10 month season and the being alone. And, and stuff like that. That's about the worst part of it. But other than that, man, it's, it's, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah. So so what's it been like for you getting to, to reconnect with the UConn program? I, I think you were at a game this year, if I remember correctly. But what's it like reconnecting with a program, especially a program, you know, now that they, they've got a different coach than the one that was there uh, during your time? It's, it's, it's all great, you know, because it's like, it, Tom, Tom, Tom's is going, you know, tradition is changing and everything is different. And, you know, it, it's just a new time and, and a new era, you know? So mm-hmm. me going able, me, me going back a couple months ago to go see practice um, at UConn, like they opened me with open arms. Like it was like, I played for coach Hurley, like everything was great, you know? And it was, a, it makes it better when it's a couple guys on the team that I played with as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, just the overall tradition and the family oriented at UConn, I think that's one thing that'll never change. You know, I just everything the people there is amazing. Everything's always great. Like I said, Coach um Coach Hurley was amazing when I went up there. Um, all the coaches, our team, everybody just embraced me. Like it was like I still went there. So uh, my visit back there was super great, even with them being a new coach. Yeah, what's it like now seeing those guys that that you played with during your time at UConn wrap up their careers now? And you know, a guy like a Christian Vital, what's what's it like seeing him play it out and, and not being there now? Um, it was great, man. You know, I, it's so funny though because I was there when I came. UConn was really struggling. You know, CD mm-hmm. 
was kind of struggling. I was struggling a little bit. And um, I just told CV, I knew CV was going was gonna to be fine. You know, I knew, of course, you always, seniors are always working against the clock, you know, so you're yeah. always hoping that everything is going to go well. But I just, I, I remember talking to CV once I left. I'm like, bro, it's going to turn around for you, bro, because you just work. You know what I'm saying? You just work so hard and, you know, just keep pushing, bro, no matter what. I seen it. I was, I, I had low moments in college and say a couple of months later, I was in the NBA, you know, so yeah. I just told him just keep working, you know, um, it'll all turn around. But to see the growth that he made, um, as a fresh from a freshman to a senior was like night and day. Like it's amazing to me, and I think that's the best thing about college. You know, you really find yourself. You go in confused, not knowing what to expect, and you leave out. Like he finished what top ten in scoring. You know what I'm saying? It just sucks that the coronavirus came at this time, and where where he really could have made a mark and left a bigger mark if they was able to make some noise in the tournament and. Who knows? You know, UConn is really good in March. You know, so <laughs> if they could have snuck in the the NCAA tournament, you know, so it's just really, 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 really unfortunate. I hated that. Really, like that really hurt me once I see the tournament get canceled. I was really, I was really hurt. Yeah, no, that, that that's a tough situation for those guys, uh, especially for a guy like Christian, who really was his last chance in, in college to show off. But he he certainly did it did his part towards the end of the season. Uh, really willing the team to, to some big wins. Uh, get, get you out of here with, with a couple of uh, fun questions here. Throughout your time at UConn, who, who was the toughest guy you had to guard? Is there a player or two that stick out to you uh, that, that were the toughest for you to go up against? Um, The toughest guy I probably guarded in college while I was at UConn had to be Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. We played them, I think it was my junior year. Uh, we played Michigan in um, Bahamas, Bahamas, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Karis LeVert for sure. And then I, I'll end things here with this. You you have a, a favorite memory or, or, or favorite story from your time at UConn? Uh, favorite story, favorite story. Probably, damn, that's tough. <laughs> story, story, story. Like basketball-wise? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or a big moment or game that sticks out for you. Oh, a big game that sticks out for me? Um... I can probably say – I mean, I had big – well, I can say my senior year probably, the Syracuse game my senior year, or the, um, the ACC – I mean, the AAC, um, the first our first game we played against uh, UCF. Yeah. Or USF. 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 One yeah. of those two. Yeah, one of those two for sure. I, I, I remember, and, and I got to ask you about this one, that the last game in that tournament against Cincinnati, I, I remember uh, us fans there were, were, were furious with the refs and the way that game was called. Do you remember that at all and how tightly they called that game and everything? Absolutely. I definitely remember it. <laughs> what, what, what's it like from your, your perspective being in a game? Because I know from a fan's perspective, we're getting you know more and more upset by the call. What's it like being on the court with that? Man, it was crazy just just for the simple fact of like it being my senior year and me banking on me me banking on the um me, banking on making the NCAA tournament just off the AAC, you know. So and then at home <laughs> a yeah. home game and we having troubles with the referee was just insane to me. Like I just didn't get. It. I know like the rest like like the rest just called a game. Yeah, and home court shouldn't matter. But once it's like get to the point where it was like blatant like that, it was just crazy. Like I just couldn't, 
I couldn't get it, man. I was like, maybe it's just meant to be over with, you know. So I just had to accept it after that. While while we're talking about the refs, I can't. It, it might have been your your. I'm trying to think which year it was for you. It might have been your your second year back. You and I, and I remember it, people still share this gif on, uh, online all the time of Coach Ollie throwing the papers off the scorer's table. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember that. Um, and that that was a moment where I couldn't even be like, "Oh, Coach, chill out." I couldn't even do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was totally with him. Yeah, I was with him for that. You know, I was totally on his side for that. Because that was. That was crazy, man. I just th- even thinking back on this, it's still crazy to me how that how that played out. Uh, <laughs> Definitely a lot. They were a better team that day, though. I can say that they was a better team that day. I guess, but I feel like they didn't have no choice but to be the better yeah. team that day. <laughs> oh well, Rodney, uh, really, really appreciate the time tonight, and uh, th- thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.